Hello and welcome to the Scrap Paper Pioneers podcast. This is our fourth episode and today's episode is called The Dreamer's Tension. So excited for this and let's jump right in. The Dreamer's Tension. This is something that I've had kind of buzzing around in my brain for probably about a year now. Um, I kind of coined this the dreamer's tension after a conversation with with a few people like just lots of conversations and thoughts of people talking about their dreams and the space between um what they see as possible and where they are currently and there's all these things in the middle that are like resources or like whether it's money or they don't have the time or their current life that they're living wouldn't be able to work that kind of thing all these different aspects that come in between and I'm kind of reminded of this statement that my friend um said a while ago it's like that that resource follows vision and so if you can see what's possible um then that gap between once you kind of have the courage to step out and and start to act towards what you can see as possible the resources and things you need will follow. And I think that's so cool. So that's kind of the base of where we're coming from today. I want to talk about this tension and what it is and um, give some really practical exercises that can help you kind of navigate the dreamer's tension and and just kind of explore, like if you haven't had the ability to dream yet, um, then how you can dream up what life could look like. So I absolutely love this idea the idea space kind of between uh, the very beginning when you're looking at something and where it is now and the challenges, the things that really suck and things that are really great. And then taking that, the current reality, and then looking at and dreaming where it could go, what it could be, the impact that it could have. And I absolutely love that space. I think that's just me personally. It's one of the things that I find is just I'm really enjoyable I guess I get really absorbed in the process and I have been learning more and more about the space between the dreamer's tension and it kind of reminds me of this book my mentor recommended that I read last year called the prophetic imagination so it's super wordy I'm not gonna lie it wasn't an easy read but my main takeaways here we go I'll just wrap up a whole book for you so you don't have to read it yourselves um, were the fact that imagination is the ability to see beyond the valley, like where you are currently, and to be able to recognize and speak life into the potential that something holds. And that's like the power of imagination, right? The ability to see a future that is different to what might be predicted or the trajectory of something that everyone else may see I guess so something that comes to mind for me is climate change right such a big thing in our world today that we're facing the fact that we need to take better care of our planet and it's such a massive issue that literally I imagine it's shaking the shoulders of like the world population going guys you've got to wake up and the world's just kind of half asleep and hung over with like consumerism and all these things but like the trajectory for climate change at the moment that we see is of the predictions is based on the science and data is super grim, right? It's not looking good. But 
the ability to imagine an alternative future is the first step to dreaming. It's the first step of kind of creating hope and this passion inside people to want to do something about about it and to step out and be like, hey, this, this actually really matters and I can see us living differently. I can see myself living a life where I am aware of the impact that I'm having on the planet and I want to be a good guardian of the resources and the things that kind of keep me alive, really. And it's such a big thing, but I think it's such a great example because we have to realize that it's possible to create a different path for your life. Because if you're um, in a space where you can only kind of, or you see yourself going in a bit of a cycle and going through the motions and this is so huge for so many people like whether it's something in your family that um people it's just how it's been or that's just what people in your family have to deal with or face and realizing that you can create a different path is kind of that first step being able to imagine a different life for yourself because like I imagine myself if I'm stuck in unhealthy habits and I get into like the victim mentality where I could probably list off a whole bunch of things that are the reasons for where I am and what I'm facing and like all the causes and stuff but I'm not taking ownership myself of the fact that I have the power to change um, how I see my future like I can create a different path for myself and it's kind of that whole process of first realizing that it's possible it's possible like that's the first thing you got to tell yourself is there is a different future you might not be able to see it at the moment but it is possible to have a different line of trajectory to than the one that you can see currently and that's kind of a case of getting people around you really great support networks that build you up and can help you work through the things that you're facing and then be able to picture a different future for yourself but um just knowing the fact like for example if I'm looking at my life that I can live a healthy a healthy lifestyle and I can experience joy on a daily basis and have healthy relationships and sleep really well or whatever it is for you that it's possible and like for me personally I think it's really powerful in the words that we say and what we choose to um, speak to other people and speak to ourselves as well. And so when I'm talking dreams and imagination, let's just clarify, I'm talking about seeing the possibilities and things uh, that something can hold that will help people grow, not something that will tear people down. And this is the kind of imagination that we want, is stuff that will help you grow. And so you have imagination as one of the most empower, like powerful tools and there's that quote like we suffer so much more in imagination than we do in reality and just keeping that in our minds and, and knowing that imagination doesn't have to be a tool for suffering it can be a tool to help you realize that I can create a different path for myself and I can live maybe in a different way that I've seen lived before so just start to visualize it, I guess, like whatever it is, what would it look like for you to feel X or for you to do X or 
for you to be X even. So whatever X is for you, like insert in here, but whether it's your business, your home life, friendships, your emotional life, try to visualize yourself being that. See if you can picture it. Like literally close your eyes and go and imagine, like if I want to imagine myself just getting more sleep, I guess, is, is one that comes to mind at the moment. Like I want to get better sleep. I'm going to picture myself going to bed early, not being on my phone or all those other things that might distract me. Um, but I'm going to picture myself doing this and I'm going to practice visualizing it in my head to the point where I believe that it's possible. And I think that's a really good way to go is start picturing yourself doing what you want to be doing. And like for me, I know that I function so well on nine hours of sleep, right? But I barely ever get a full nine hours sleep. So I had to kind of follow that back and ask, okay, why is that? And for me, it's like I get home a bit later and then I make dinner and then I eat. And so I'm eating dinner late and then get like a spike of energy or I might spend time watching videos and autoplay is really sneaky. And so suddenly time's gone and it's like past the time that I wanted to go to bed, all that kind of thing. But picture yourself doing that thing. So I'm going to picture myself going to bed at 9 p.m. Like what would that feel like? That to me would just feel so weird because doesn't happen and so now you have your current reality you've acknowledged your current reality the stuff maybe that isn't serving you in that current reality or the stuff that sucks and possibly some deeper reasons for why that reality might be there so that when you're addressing it and you're imagining an alternative future you're not just putting on a a, like a band-aid in a way you're tapping into that deeper relationship with yourself and kind of going, okay, what sits behind this thing that I'm struggling with? But that then allows you to move past your current reality and imagine an alternative future and realize that now you've just got this big gaping hole between where you are now and the space that you want to be. And that's dreamer's tension. So before we dive into some like practical kind of exercises, I think it's a really funny thing because often when we look at our current reality and then a possible future that we could create for ourselves and then there's this gap in between that is dreamer's tension, it's kind of, we can kind of see it as like a start line and a finish line, right? So when you get to the finish line, it's done. Like that's that one done and dusted. So as soon as I manage to go to bed once at 9 p.m., that's it finished. I don't need to worry about it anymore definitely not the case right we know that and you might be really disappointed to hear but unfortunately most things in life are a bit more like a circle it's a constant kind of ongoing process I try to imagine it as a circle because it just helps me think of it as kind of two random points on a circle where I'm starting somewhere and it's kind of come from like a realization I guess or something that I wasn't comfortable with or didn't like and then you slowly start to move towards right but you'll it's kind of an ongoing process we go throughout life is like this discomfort and realization and then some kind of action and then practicing that practicing that and trying and just keeping trying and it's that continuity and 
then there might be something new that comes up and we keep working on that. It's like an ongoing process. So I think we have to realize that before we jump in and try to, oh, we're going to get to the finish line and then it's all going to be sorted. But it's that discomfort and that learning and practicing and then growth that's so rewarding. And once you get into that circular cycle, it's amazing because you can look back and go, oh, mate, a year ago I was not where I am now. And that's a really cool thing to be able to look back and go, yeah, wow, I've come a long way. But the space between that is really hard, right? So you can recognize something and then kind of know where you want to be. But the space between is where you have to keep commitments to yourself. You actually have to act. And that is the really hard stuff. And you kind of have to critically address as well what you're allowing into your life. Your time, what's filling your bucket. Like, are you filling your bucket with rocks or water like is the stuff in your life going to weigh you down or is it going to sustain you and keep you going and I think that's such a good space to be able to explore and dive into because that's the space I find most challenging is that kind of consistency and keeping commitments to myself and building that awareness so that I'm trying to live in an intentional way So we're going to explore some practical exercises for addressing this dreamer's tension, right? This hard stuff that we have to do to be able to to try to work towards the things or the reality that we want to create for ourselves. So we're going to do two exercises for imagination. So two exercises for imagining things. And then one for keeping commitments to yourself and one to address what's not serving you and that you can prune off. So I think we'll start with imagining because I feel like that's, you know, good start place. So I think a really good illustration for this one is a couple of years ago, I went on this course called Outward Bound and I reference and relate to it quite a lot in life because I think it was such a huge catalyst for me. It's basically this outdoors camp where you push yourself and you can realize that you can do a ton more than you think, basically. And one of the activities we did on this course was to do a solo in the bush by ourselves. And on the solo, one of the activities was write a letter to yourself. And then they said that they'd post it back to you in six months after you'd completed the course. And can I just say, if you've never written a letter to yourself, this is your first task. Or even if you have written a letter to yourself, I highly recommend it. Just just give it a shot. Even if it's a good laugh that you read, like, I don't know, a year down the track and you're like, huh, wow, I wrote that. That's pretty funny. It's entertainment. Ah, just try it. It's really fun. It's just a great exercise. But I wrote in my letter... This is a great structure if you are going to try write one. I wrote something really encouraging to myself. So that could be like something you're proud of or something you've grown in or just a self-identified strength. And if you can't think of something yourself, then maybe ask someone what your strength is or something that they think is cool about you or do a strengths finder test online that doesn't even involve asking any people anything. Try something like that. But so start writing a letter to yourself. Write something encouraging. And then jump into the spaces you'd like to grow in. So I class them as kind of spaces that I'd like to grow in because I I don't know, I've never really been a big 
this is a goal and I'm going to achieve this by this date kind of thing, which I think is such a great tactic, by the way. But I think these things I was talking about were more general things I wanted to build into my life and be intentional about. And so try to come up with some spaces you want to grow in. For you, you might want to write a goal or something quite specific. Um, Mine looked a bit more like things I want to build. So whether that's financial freedom or become more environmentally conscious or have deeper relationships in my life, things like that were kind of the general terms. And if you want to try and make them actionable, I do that as well. That's really cool. But I think as soon as you start to write those things that you know you want in your life or the things that you see in that possible future, once you can pull those out and you start to write them and get them out of your head and onto paper, that's the first step is kind of acknowledging that they're there. And then they become just part of how you think because you're aware of them. I do really think that's the first step though, is getting them out of your head and writing them down. And so this writing a letter to yourself is such a good way to do that. And it just kind of, as soon as you become more aware of it, it flows out into how you operate and interact with other people in the world. So yeah, this letter to myself, anyway, I was super sneaky and I wrote one, gave it to the course to be able to send back to me in six months. And then the other one, I basically made a copy of the first letter and then I kept that letter for myself. So they had one copy of these commitments that I wanted to make that they were going to send me back in six months. And then the other one I kept for myself because I didn't want to get this letter in six months and then read it and be like, oh, these were the things I wrote down on that random time I spent in the bush by myself. And just to know what I wanted to keep those commitments and so that I could go back and reread it so I really recommend once you've spent the time to write a letter to yourself then start rereading it if whether that's like once a week or just whenever you see it put it somewhere that you'll remember and just try keep those things at the front of your mind because you'll find the more you think about them and dwell on them the more they'll just kind of naturally come So, for example, if I'm wanting to, I don't know, start buying things with less packaging, it is more at the front of my mind. And so when I'm out at the supermarket buying things, I'll be like, oh, maybe I won't grab this thing because plastic, you know, that's something that I would wanted to keep a commitment to myself about. Things like that. Really, really cool. And it just becomes something that flows out of how you're thinking, I guess, and into your actions naturally. And I think that's a really great way to do it. And the other thing they did is now I've kind of written. So reread your letter, right? And remind yourself of those commitments that you've made and start just making those small shifts towards them. Whatever they are, whatever it is, as long as you're thinking about it a little bit more, you'll find that it just kind of might naturally come to you to start being more aware. And then you have that choice Like if I'm wanting to reduce the amount of plastic I'm buying when I'm out and if I'm buying a drink or something, I might be like, oh, actually, this is another option here or I can do this. It just helps you to become more aware of those possibilities in that moment when you're making the decision. And then you have the power to choose, which is another another whole thing is that the choice is, is up to you ultimately. 
But so I've now kind of written three of these letters to myself over the past couple of years. And in my most recent one, this is the other activity that I think is really great for imagining is I wrote a benediction. Now, I was trying to remember what this was called because I couldn't remember the word like benediction. And so I Googled it and I was like searching all these things, trying to figure out what it's called. But a while ago, I heard someone read this um, this benediction, I don't know, blessing thing, I guess you call it. And it was like Fran- Franciscan, Fran- Franciscan, I think that's how you say it, the Franciscan benediction. And it basically is like this kind of prayer that, that you say, and it starts like this. I'll just read it. May God bless you with a restless discomfort about easy answers, easy answers, half-truths, superficial relationships, so that you may seek boldly truth and love deep within your heart. May God bless you with a restless discomfort. That's how it starts. And I remember someone reading this and I heard it and I was like, oh my goodness. I've never heard anyone kind of say a blessing or a prayer or anything like that where you're literally asking for discomfort. And I thought thought that's so cool. And so recently I kind of had, I wrote my own benediction, prayer, whatever whatever you want to call it, um, this thing for myself that I can read. And it is so, so cool. But basically, no matter how you perceive or believe when you hear kind of the word God, um, it's so cool, right? Like blessing someone with discomfort. It seems a bizarre concept, but discomfort leads to growth. So you're kind of, yeah, it's it's great. But when I first heard it, it seems so backwards. And so I've tried it. And my starting sentence is this. It's kind of, I hope that you, this is me talking to myself, as if I was saying goodbye to someone or wishing them well, I guess, is you just start with, I hope that you, I, so I challenge you, write three of these statements. See if you can come up with three for yourself. I'll read a few of mine. So one of the things I wrote is, I hope that you find yourself stopping during the mid-morning rush to admire the clouds, or which is also really weird, but just kind of bizarre things that you can be like, I hope that you... So you're taking those commitments that you want to make to yourself and then kind of turning them into statements that you can repeat, kind of like a mantra, I guess. And the other one that I wrote is like, I hope that you find yourself doing ridiculous things that you think, what on earth am I doing? This is crazy. These are really random statements, but they're things that um, are spaces that I'd love to be able to cultivate in my life. So I want to find myself thinking, oh my goodness, this is crazy. What am I doing more and more? Because I want to be challenging myself and pushing myself past what I think that I can do. Yeah, so try come up with those three three statements like that. I hope that you. And create your own kind of benediction or blessing. So I have a whole list of things like this now. And they're all really, really funny, whether it's, telling myself that I hope that you do more ridiculous things or stopping to admire the clouds. Just create a bit of a list and, I don't know, keep it by your bed or something where you can reread it or just somewhere that you might find it and pull it out one day right when you need it and um, just be able to reread and be like, oh, this is so cool. But, yeah, no, that's great. So we'll wrap up imagination there and 
jump into commitments. So the dream is tension, the space between where you are and where you can see yourself being. Keeping commitments is such a huge one in that in that space. And I think that's because the erosion of goals and our kind of initial motivation is so, so easy. Like little things can happen and they can totally undermine your confidence and your ability in yourself or your confidence in yourself and your ability to achieve this goal. And that's what it's all about is like integrity to yourself, keeping those small promises. And so try to kind of think of something really, really small, really, really small, What like literally tiny. So I'm going to make a commitment to myself to drink two drink bottles of water today. Now my water bottle is like 700 milliliters. So that's about one and a half or 1.4 kind of liters of water. That's pretty good. But I'm going to start really, really small. And that's because I kind of drink water already quite regularly. So think of where you're at now and then try to think of something that would be a tiny step further that seems so, so achievable that it's easy and you could basically do it right now. And keep those promises to yourself. Start to build it up. There's this thing that Stephen Covey kind of talks about in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it's kind of building up a a trust bank, I guess, is that the more you deposit into it, that this was in relationships with other people, but I think it applies to yourself as well. The more you build up and deposit into this bank, so the more you keep small commitments to yourself, the more you have basically in that bank to be able to build your confidence and spend and higher and higher. And it's so cool because by the time but like before you even realize it, you're doing things that like a few weeks ago you never would have thought is possible. So like right now, if you can't do one press up and you start doing one press up every day because that seems achievable, you, who knows, a, like a year down the line could be doing 20, no sweat, that kind of thing. And you're kind of building up a muscle. It's very much like that is slowly progressing and keeping those things to your keeping those things to yourself and keeping the small promises and building up that bank account number, I guess, of being like, yes, I have confidence in my ability to be able to achieve this. Because obviously we can't be perfect, right? Like we're not going to be able to get every single thing right. But you've already lost the upper hand if you don't think that it's possible. Like if there's this thing that you've set and you're like, oh, no, there is absolutely no way that I can do that. That's a great goal to set, but at the same time, you have to believe that it's possible. And to be able to believe that it's possible, you have to show yourself that it's possible. So just start doing the really, really small things and you'll keep your upper hand and you'll keep your advantage over the challenge you're facing. And eventually you'll get to doing things that you didn't think you could ever do. Alrighty, last one. So address what's not serving you so that you can prune it off. So if we go back to picturing what your life is like as a bucket kind of thing. So that's funny. Life is like as a bucket. And think of your bucket as how you spend your time, the people you spend your time around, what you watch, what you listen to, what you do, all of that is the bucket, right? And what you fill your bucket with either can weigh you down or fill you up. 
So it could be the rocks that are just slowing your progress and making it exhausting, or it could be water filling you up, and that's the stuff that sustains you, right? It keeps you alive. And someone very wisely somewhere, I'm not sure who, said that your future is determined by how you identify the voices in your life. So if we can recognize those things that we allow to fill our buckets, that kind of gives us the space to be able to go and identify what ones are serving us and what ones aren't. And then from there, you can do a bit of gardening, right? You can try to curate your life in a way that what's filling your bucket is stuff that's going to move you towards that future that you see, that um, that dream that you have, and move you kind of through this tension of what it's like to be a dreamer. So I think this is a big one for me. Earlier this year, I heard someone say the kind of the statement, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And mate, it's so true. I think there's a lot of truth in that statement because we're so subtly influenced by all the people we spend time with and what we allow into our life, whether it's the music I listen to or the stuff I watch, all that kind of stuff. We are very much influenced by the people we spend the most time with. And so I just encourage you, like when you're taking a critical look at all the aspects and the people in your life, if you want, just write them down or think them through or go through your calendar and see how you spend your time and kind of look at that perspective as if you're an outsider coming in to your life and being like, oh, this is what Ella gets up to in her day today or and just kind of look at it really critically and go simple questions. Is this moving me towards where I want to be? Is this moving me away from where I want to be? And try to design your life from that if if it's moving you away from where you want to be okay how can I reduce it okay how can I spend less time with this person who I leave just feeling absolutely discouraged and um, just address those things it's really challenging but I encourage you get people who will sow good stuff into your life and champion you and challenge you and if you don't have people like that in your life or there's um, someone that maybe in the wider world you really, really appreciate, totally try to spend more time with them. And like if you're thinking of someone famous who you might not actually be able to get time with, like just try to listen to their podcasts or read their books, literally anything. That's how you can spend time with people. Just get around them more. And it doesn't have to be in person, right? If you want more great people in your life who you really admire and you want more role models try to find those and maybe film if there's a character you that you really admire you could watch a scene of that film like in the day to kind of be like yeah this is what I want to be more like anything literally and the books and the music and whatever you can you're consuming or how you're spending your time just look at it and go is this moving me towards where I want to be or is it moving me away And this is so good as well, because this is an exercise that I really want to do with myself, just to set some time aside to kind of think about that. And I think that's a really cool thing to do on a regular basis, because it's quite easy, like we've talked about rest, and it's quite easy to get running quite hard and then 
slowly start to shift back to filling your bucket with rocks that aren't serving you or aren't taking you to where you want to be just because that's what happens when we get busy is that sometimes it's a lot harder to make those intentional decisions but yeah that's a wrap for today thanks so much for tuning in just remember begin with the end in mind like I love that quote when you're dreaming and you're navigating this dream as tension keep in mind where you want to be and try to imagine a different future or a different life for yourself keep those small commitments and then start to slowly build that muscle to be able to take on bigger ones address what you allow to input into your life try to get people around you who build you up and try writing a few of those i hope you dot 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 random statements let's get it thanks so much once again for spending your time listening to this and mate i just have you hope you have a great week and i hope that you will find yourself really uncomfortable in certain areas of your life that aren't moving you towards where you want to be and that that will motivate you to be able to imagine a different future let's get it build a life that you love because if you didn't know already it's totally possible Thanks again for listening today. That is episode four, The Dreamer's Tension. I hope you've got something out of it. And if something stood out to you, please email me at scrappaperpioneers at gmail.com or share this podcast if there's something that really impacted you. Maybe it will impact someone else that you know. It's great. Thanks again and we'll see you for episode five.